It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, August seventeenth, twenty twenty. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, of course, the story of the day is Justin Fields starting a petition uh, yesterday that now has over a quarter million signatures already. Justin Fields is urging the Big Ten to reinstate football immediately. Now, this might be a hail mary pass, but is there any chance this is going to work, Patrick? First of all, I think props to Justin Fields. I mean. Yeah, this is a guy who, you know, didn't grow up watching Ohio State football, didn't grow up watching Big Ten football. Obviously, everyone knows his story. Um, his recruitment was originally committed to Penn State, I guess, so it does have some connection here. But went to Georgia, um, ended up transferring to Ohio State after not playing. Has only really been here for a little over a year, year and a half um, in Columbus, but has not only, you know, fallen in love with Ohio State, fallen in love with, with Big Ten football, but really become quite a leader. And obviously he was named captain earlier this year by, by his teammates and Ryan day, which speaks a lot to uh, you know what he, what, what he's become, but to do something like this um, to kind of stand up and, you know, a lot of people have put stuff out on Twitter and the hashtag and whatnot, but to actually start a petition and, and go that extra step is, is pretty impressive for anyone. Not to mention a guy who is, is probably not going to be here in a few months, regardless of whether there's a season or not. So, um, you know, I think, I think that needs to be said first and foremost. Ohio State, whether we see Justin Fields in uniform or not, again, had an impressive player both on and off the field. Um, as for the petition itself, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I think you put it right with, with it's probably a bit of a Hail Mary um, you know, he's very adamant about this and, and he was just on ESPN radio and we've got a story on the site about it that Steve Hellwagon did. But, um, you know, I, 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 there was a report yesterday that the big 10 was aware of the petition. I don't know if this in particular changes the tide changes people's decisions. I do think it says something. And I think, you know, a combination of things, maybe they they change their i i mean i just i'm I'm hesitant to try and get people's hopes up get my own hopes up frankly um about it after everything that you know the back and forth that we've gone through not just this past week but but you know these past several weeks with with all this so i think it's a great effort and and i really commend justin fields for doing it i don't know if it will it will change things ultimately um but you know that that's not the reason for doing something like this is, is if it ultimately works or not. I mean, obviously that's what you want, but, but it still shows a lot being able to, to stand up like that. 
Yeah, what a what a leader. We'll get into the the evolution of Fields as a leader in a moment. But if anybody on the team was going to do this, if it's going to work, it's good. It's Justin Fields. He's got the most name recognition, not just because he's a quarterback, but uh, that certainly helps that he's a quarterback. But just he's a national star. And if Josh Myers came out and did it, that would that would have been really cool. I'm sure he would have got a lot of signatures. But for Justin Fields to do it really carries, you know, again, I'm with you. I, I don't want to get my hopes up here. I don't want to get the listeners' hopes up because, frankly, I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's going to work, but I hope it does. But if it's going to work, I'm glad it's coming from Fields because he's the one that can make it happen. Absolutely. And, and this wasn't something that he did in conjunction with Ohio State or, or it's, it even seems like other guys. I mean, it, it's kind of grown naturally. I'm sure he talked to teammates and, and players about it beforehand or whatnot, but he said on his ESPN radio interview, you know, he didn't talk to Ohio State about it. And, and clearly the coaches have gotten behind it. You've seen them all tweet out the links and whatnot. But yeah, I think when, when Fields arrived last year, I think the first time we talked to him, you got the sense it was a, a confident guy. Um, obviously he was, you know, the number two player in the country coming out of high school and, and had a lot of talent and whatnot. But, you know, I, I didn't at that point see this kind of leadership that he is has developed, you know, it, it, it reminds me talking to him now reminds me a lot more of like a JT Barrett who, you know, just, just exuded that I'm a leader guys follow me type of, of swagger, confident, whatever you want to call that it. And, you know, there's, there's been a lot of guys, JT just the first one that comes to mind and Justin Fields, whether he had that before and it just didn't come out or whether that's developed over this year at Ohio state is, uh, is, has got that now. And, you know, that's going to serve him well, well beyond his Ohio state career. Um, But it's great to see him doing that now. And, you know, I hope for, for him and for all these guys, for everyone involved that, that he's able to, you know, in some form or fashion lead physically this team on, on the football field again. If he's able to save this season, my gosh, he's already going to be one of the favorite give him, players. Give him the Heisman. Just give it to him. Right, right. You know, name it the Justin Fields Award. Yeah. Um, sorry, John Heisman, you've had a good run. <laughs> um, where it's now the Fields Award. Um, but my goodness gracious, is he going to be beloved? Even Michigan fans might love him. Well, until Ohio State beats them for the ninth straight time because of Justin Fields. But it's just so impressive, man. And it's like the number one story in sports right now. Like I turned on ESPN this morning. It was the lead story. As you mentioned, Justin himself was on ESPN radio this morning. Steve Hellwagon, as you mentioned, there's a story on our site right now that people can read. And Justin Fields, Patrick, would have every reason to say, okay, you know, Hayes in the barn. I'm going to train for the NFL. Forget this. Uh, I'm going to be you know, at least the number two pick of the draft, maybe the number one overall pick of the draft. I'm just going to get ready for the NFL in my millions. Instead, he wants to play college football for another season as much as anybody. He was asked why. This is the headline of Steve's story. He said, quote, for the love of the game. I mean, it's just so impressive. He, You know, uh, these kids love playing, but usually when you're that high of a projected as a pick, you're thinking, okay, um, I'm just going to go get my money now. That's not Justin Fields. He loves football. And, you know, I, I hope it works, man. Well, here's the full quote from, from Justin on that ESPN interview. Um, really, it's just for the love of the game and college football and my teammates for Ohio State. I've seen guys battle back from injuries. I've seen how hard our coaches have fought for us to play. It's really just my love for the game. And, you know, I think that says a lot. You know, it says at, more than anything, you know, what, what kind of kid this is. Um, as you mentioned, he could be the number two pick in the draft. He'd be the number one pick in the draft. He could not have to worry about whether or not there's a Big Ten season. He's done enough, I think, to, to cement himself as, as a, top, a top pick for, for sure. On top of that, you know, there's, there's probably a few players in, in the Big Ten 
that if they decided to transfer right now, teams would make room on, on limited scholarships for them. And Justin Fields is one of them. You know, if he called Ed Ogeron at LSU and said, hey, I want to come down and, and win you guys another national championship, I'm sure they would find a way to make room with their, with their scholarship limits, you know, given losing Justin or Joe Burrow and, and whatnot, you know. And I just use that as an example. Um, I think that the fact that not only does he not want to go train for the NFL, he's not thinking about transferring. Um, we asked him when we talked to him uh, recently about opting out. He said that hadn't even crossed his mind um, for, for this season. This was before, obviously, the Big Ten made their announcement. It's, it's, this kid loves to play football. And you can tell, I think during the, the time when, when guys were quarantining back at home, there were videos of him and his workouts and everything he was doing to stay ready, uh, determined, obviously, you know, Ohio state has a great team this year. He wanted to lead this team. They, they felt they could accomplish something special. And, uh, you know, you can just see how much, how much this game means to him and, and specifically doing it with the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I, I mentioned earlier I want to talk about the evolution of Justin Fields as a leader. What I mean by that is I'll never forget the first time I interviewed him. Um, he had been on campus maybe like what, like a week or two, and um, he was able to pull him aside after we interviewed him and, and took a picture of him. Again, he barely could put two words together at that time, and you could tell he was intelligent, but he just wasn't comfortable yet taking on that leadership role. And you can, even if you are like a natural leader like he is, you can understand why. You go to Georgia for a year, then you come to Ohio State, you've been on campus for like a week or two, you're meeting all of these new teammates. You know, you're not from the state of Ohio, you're from the South. I mean, every reason that you could think of, it took him a while. And then we saw it start to build during the season. And yeah, it's just been amazing that what, less than a year and a half after he's um, enrolled at Ohio State, he's now this extreme supreme leader you know, he's just such a just a natural awesome leader in addition to being just so physically gifted but anyway the the evolution of fields as a leader i've seen this time and time again with different ohio state players over the years where you talk to him as a freshman or when they first get to ohio state and you're thinking okay this this guy's never going to be much of a leader and they turn into one uh and fields is the ultimate example of that yeah i i i think in any of those type of situations you just described, you know, and everyone's done it, starting a new job, first day of school, you know, wh whatever the situation may be where regardless of your personality for, with a few exceptions, you know, people take some time to just, just kind of fit in with everything. And, and Ryan Day even said he felt like Fields could have been a captain last year, but they wanted him to become a third-year player and have another year in the program and things like that. Uh, the one thing I will say is I think you could tell very quickly by watching – you know, guys walk off the field and, and even at the start of the season last year and in, in that first game, guys gravitated towards him and, you know, teammates liked him and, and wanted to be around him. You know, there was, you know, when we were in spring practice, guys were, there was the huddle around him walking off. He was kind of the popular guy. And obviously being a quarterback and, and as highly, you know, recruited and as much talent as he has that that plays a part in it. But, you know, there's, there's just something that, that it factor that they talk about with him. And, um, you know, this has obviously been an opportunity to show that not only, you know, publicly in Columbus and with Ohio State, but but on a national level. And so I think if this does, you know, anything, um, it at least demonstrates that. And I think regardless of whether there's a season or not, Buckeye fans, college football fans are going to remember, hey, Justin Fields fought to the end on this thing. And, and like we said before, we hope it works. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just impressive in general. It certainly is, and I want to ask you about Kevin Warren, Big Ten Commissioner. Uh, he picked a great year to start as a Big Ten Commissioner. We never thought we'd be missing Jim Delaney so quickly, and I think Kevin Warren's handled this awfully. I think he has just 
you know, he does doesn't come across as a very good leader. We're talking about Justin Fields' leadership. I wish Kevin Warren had some of those same leadership skills. But then again, I do want to be fair here because Kevin Warren, if he just woke up today and said, okay, I went there to be football, to my understanding, the Big Ten presidents are the ones that make that decision. And, and with or without Kevin Warren, they voted to not have football. What are you hearing there? Just clear that up for me. If, if Kevin Warren wanted to have football, he would still have to clear this through the Big Ten presidents who now, some want football. We know some Big Ten presidents want football, but a majority do not. So they would have to change their minds, too. Just unpack all that for me, if you would. Yeah, uh, you, that's my understanding as well. You know, the vote was was among the presidents. Um, you know, I think Kevin Warren obviously has, has, has an impact. A lot of people have impacts. Athletic directors, um, you know, they, I mean, they all, they've all had their say, I believe, and and whatnot. Everybody um, except the players and the, and the parents yeah. have a say in this, apparently. And coaches. Yeah, exactly. Just the, just the ones taking the risk. No big deal. I think it's it's so hard to make for us to educated educatedly say, you know, what what their decision was based on because we don't have that information, right? And that's one of the things that the parents have stressed in in their you know, the, the letter they put out, the communication I think everyone's had with them is, is not only do they want a season but if you're not going to have a season, we'll, we'll give us the medical information that tells us, hey, this is why the Big Ten's doing this. But, you know, compare that to the ACC, the SEC, whoever. Wh- why not make that public and let people know? You know, if, if they've got some valid reasons here, then I think people should know that. Um, and it's just so hard to say, well, the, you know, they're scared of college football because of this or this or they're, or they're making the right or wrong choice. And, you know, it's obviously become such a debate this, you know, everything with COVID and, and, and whatnot. Um, but, you know, if, if, if there's a lot of information that the Big Ten has that is, is and I, by that I mean the presidents, Kevin Warren, whoever, you know, I think that's what we need to know to then say, okay, they've handled this right, they've handled this wrong. Right now we just know they think it's not safe. When Kevin Warren was on uh, the Big Ten network after the decision was announced, he didn't answer a lot of the questions. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was really a, a facade of an interview because he just wouldn't, you know, despite being asked the same thing multiple times and rephrasing questions to try and get something out of him, he just wouldn't answer it. And to me, that's either they, they don't have enough information and they made this decision based on, you know, just, just little bits and pieces of, of unsubstantiated information, or they, he just doesn't want to put that out for some reason, or, or maybe the presidents haven't communicated to him, which would be astounding to me. So that was where, he lost me. You know, I thought as a, as a lawyer, you know, that's Kevin Warren's background. I could understand the liability stuff and things like that, that may come into to his mind right away. Just, just the way a lawyer would think. So say that, you know, you give, give some reasons, don't dance around questions and whatnot. And, you know, we take it back to Justin Fields. He's was just on this, this radio interview and, you know, obviously a, a different situation. He's fighting for the, the popular side of things. So it's a little bit easier, but, you know, he answers every question, even the one about, Hey, you could be in the NFL next year. Why is this something you want to fight for? And, and I forget who the two interviews were off the top of my head, but they commended him. And the guy said, Hey, that's a tough question for a guy to ask. So thank you for answering that truthfully like that. You know, so if we're comparing the two, I think despite having the popular opinion, Justin Fields is is coming out smelling like roses. Whereas Kevin Warren, who again had to make the difficult decision uh, or did make the difficult decision does not smell nearly as good. 
He certainly does not look as good as Justin Fields. And I tell you, I mentioned this earlier in the show, the word is getting out. I mean, ESPN is all over this this morning. They, it was the lead story, and then you hit the top of the hour, and they're talking about it again with the new panel. I mean, they're you know this is the number one story in sports that they're trying to save this season again. We don't know if it's going to work, but way to go, Justin Fields. Props to Justin Fields, as you said, Patrick. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. And thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate that. Get those glow sticks out, kids. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.